Do you believe in accountable love? Snobs with Love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And you know, season three, we're talking about who 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 is the adult in the room. Yeah, who's right? the being adult the adult in the room. Being who being is the adult, adult in the room? And one of the topics we're going to talk about today is mis misplaced guilt. Home of the love snobs. Love snobs. Love snobs. Love snobs have surfaced. You know, the people that actually use honesty to communicate. The genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yes, those people. You know, the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes rain. The love snobs, the people that don't allow you to settle. Support your dreams, but don't support you sleeping with just anybody. You know, the friends that are so judgmental, they ask you to stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people. Yes, that friend. The friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love, love snobs. I thought it was really important for us to talk about misplaced guilt because we often, I mean, as, as mature adults that are continuously trying to progress in life, we are always reevaluating and thinking about certain things. And Definitely. sometimes we... We, we harp on the wrong things. We hold on to things that we really shouldn't be holding on to. But basically, mis, misplaced guilt is being guilty for something that you have no control over. I mean, mis, misplaced guilt has become the new, the new religion, right? It has, but... It's like you always are guilted into, you know, speaking correctly. You're guilted into not saying certain things. You're guilted into keeping your thoughts to yourself. You're guilted into making sure you're kind to people who are mean to you you're making sure you know like a lot of it is guilty i think but you know what i i think what you're describing is also like emotionally like a black like emotionally but that's what guilt is guilt is emotional black man well based that, on Google, that's the actual <laughs> weapon no but that's the actual weapon well it is the weapon so it's yeah the weapon so but used it, it, it to goes emotionally manipulate blackmails yeah. a, a person to get them to do what you want them to do yeah so instead of having like we're humans because we have reason and evidence yes right so we, instead of explaining something and coming to a common ground, because that's what it's all about, when a couple of people or a group of people or two people are trying to come together, you actually have to have discussions to try to find common ground, because if you're walking in separate directions, you're not a team. Yes. So you gotta find a way, even though there's 70 ways to do things, mm -hmm. you gotta find that one way where y'all both feel comfortable in doing it. Yes. Or the variety, the, the multiple people feel comfortable mm -hmm. doing it, but a lot of people feel like they can't say certain things because you know, let's go with death, like mm -hmm. talking about death. Like a lot of people feel like they can't really voice their opinions because they're fearful if something happens or that person dies, then and they left on bad terms. Then well, yes, that's definitely misguided. That's definitely. misguided guilt that's because you really shouldn't hold on to a relationship because someone may die because the reality is we all gonna die. Definitely, like we're not here forever. You know, we're 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 we have an expiration date. When that date, when that time comes, we we're, we are unsure. Mm -hmm. Which is why you should fight for every relationship. You f you should fight what you should fight for everything with all that you have, right? Because it's about living. Like we should all be worried about who we want to live with, not 
not think about what happens if somebody dies. You know what I mean? It's Definitely. like the glass half full, half empty theory. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're always thinking about your glass half empty, then of course you're going to think about. If you're thinking about death all the time, how you how yes, you, are how you, you going to be progressive? Yeah, you know how what I mean. How you living? Part two is you. This is personal relationships we're talking yes. about. We're not just talking about humanity, like yes. being tolerant of other people, being tolerant of differences. Be like the reason why you are friends or y'all cool is because y'all found likenesses. Yes. So it's really your friendship is based on the fact that y'all are similar. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you two, you can do two different things, progress in a similar way, mm -hmm. but it has to be leaning towards the same direction. Absolutely. That's why our commitment happens. Mm -hmm. So now to be focused on death, even though somebody's walking in the opposite direction than you, that's not living. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up as an example because a relationship may not necessarily, um, a relationship may not necessarily be toxic Definitely. in order for you to be walking in the, in the opposite direction, you know Definitely. what I mean? Like we often make decisions because we are put in a in a position because of, we are in a relationship where it's toxic or it's a, well toxic and healthy. We always talk about thing. it being yeah, toxic, but, but we never talk about just two people where it's not toxic, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're two mature adults who Definitely. had a conversation and realized that they don't have anything in common Definitely. or they're not moving in the same direction. Definitely. So they decide, you know what? We're just gonna say, let's just call it quits right now. Like I'm not. Enhancing your life, you're not enhancing my life. No hard feelings. We really won't be our best with each other because that's where the enhancement comes from. Definitely. So we're just gonna call it quits, and that's okay too. And I think that people really have a hard time making those decisions. Like they have to deal with. It's like, let me finish my thought. They have to deal with conflict in order to make those decisions. But then on the flip side, oh, the people let me finish run. My thought is, is just that's to for you. me. That's for me. Sorry. I always used to think it was it, it was <laughs> no, towards me all me. this that's time. Yeah, you yeah. didn't hit me with that on a few shows. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like, wait sorry, up! I'm not letting you finish your thought. But you're actually talking to yourself right <laughs> now. Yeah, no, right no. Now. I, yeah, I, I fight with myself. <laughs> yeah, by go the way, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but the. <laughs> I was reminding myself. I guess I could use my inside voice going yeah. forward. Oh, you can keep doing that. But I mean, you might look a little crazy. Yeah, but you I can, agree. You yeah, can do no. it. yeah, we're talking about healthy relationships, <laughs> and I'm like talking to myself. I think that's healthy, though. But go but ahead. You're a visual learner. I am a visual learner. So you learner. have to see the words out loud. Okay, I, I'm just, my mind is going somewhere else. So okay, go ahead. The point is that, you know, most people don't want it, but the flip side of that, a lot of people don't want to deal with conflict. Definitely. So they run from co conflict, but then they only can make decisions when there's conflict, although they run from conflict. But wouldn't you say we're, we're living in an existence or a time where conflict, like you lived in the 70s. What? Conflict I did not. Is, I not you. Oh, not you. Like, I what? said if we lived in the 70s, like, conflict was everything. I'm like, shit, I'm only 1978. Like, conflict I was two. Conflict was <laughs> progress. Conflict was what was changing lives and changing different things. And you know, allowing black people to progress, things of that nature. But now we're in a place where conflict is frowned upon. Yeah. And I think that's what's hurting our relationships because people don't even realize having debates and have, like we're two separate people coming together to find common ground. So having conflict is a part of the relationship. That's a part of, the that's a part of what you're signing off for. And it's the, but it's the healthy conflict though. It's Definitely. not, the conflict isn't, you're lying to me, you're not being forthcoming, or you feel some type of way about me and it comes out in other ways. Like, that's not the type of conflict we're talking Definitely. about. We're talking about... Communicating. Communicating. Like, we, not, we may not be on the same side of things all of the time. I may not be feeling you today. Definitely. You know what I mean? And that's... It, it, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay and I well, should be able to... Well, it's not okay, but it, it, you know, I really? guess we could have a discussion about it. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is... Yeah, like, okay. you gotta explain to me why, why yes. you're not feeling it me today. You can't just wake up today and say, I'm not feeling you today. Okay. But you, you got me sounding that's crazy. Unhealthy, but yes. well, that's unhealthy conflict. But you're right. Um, but what you're I'm an saying, educator. You can't just leave it at. You're right. You're right. So People let me be waking go back. up and like, listen, I don't even want to. I don't want to mess with you. <laughs> and then they're just walking away. Like what we're talking about is explaining everything. So that's where that. Oh, again, that's where the guilt comes in. Yes. You're not living person. Yeah. 
You're like waking up, feeling a certain way. You had a bad dream. I don't know what happened. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed and everybody else gets punished for it. And we're yes. taught that a person is entitled to that. Yes, we are. How you sign on for a relationship, but you're entitled to keep doing personal things. Now you are entitled to your space, but you have to communicate that. Yeah. You can't have me over there wondering why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Like, th communicate. Listen, I need my space to get my thoughts together. X, Y, and Z. I had a bad dream. Give me some time. And then I can now say, yeah, I'll give you some time. Or I no, I don't want to give you time but because we signed up for something. And that, whatever, that, but that's something that you also taught is. me too. Like when I'm not saying that you can't have your space, right? Definitely. Or some people need time to regroup so that they can be recharged and they can, you know, attack or not attack, but deal with situations, right? Mm -hmm. But what people fail to realize is when you are taking that break, when you are, when you do need that time, depending on how long that time is, you are taking away from that relationship. Definitely. So that person may not be in that same exact spot when you decide to come back. Well, you might not necessarily be taking a relationship based on the time frame. So based on, like, you're taking a few hours. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're expected yeah. to come back with the, and that's not guilt. That's just accountability. Yes. You're expected to come back and explain what was the process, what mm -hmm. you was going through, because a person needs to be abreast on what's going on with you mm -hmm. at all times. I mean, without the communication part of it, we can't constantly read body language. We need something that is etched in stone, because I can say you having a bad day because of your body language. Like right now, you got a closed body, you know, oh, you got a closed posture. I know. I know <laughs> I that about you, you see what I'm saying? I know that about you, but if I yeah. don't know that, I'm reading body language, yeah. I can get the wrong interpretation. That's why we have communication. So we should use our communication to actually forge or come together. It mm -hmm. shouldn't be to tear us apart. So that's what you were saying about arguing and going back and forth. And a lot of people are guilted into not voicing their opinions. Like yeah. we promote going in a relationship being exactly who you are and seeing if the relationship could coexist with you being who you are, they being who they are, and see if y'all really belong together. Instead, everyone is so calculated that Definitely. they take a step back and they're worrying about being hurt. Yeah, engage the other person and see how they could fit into the other person and try to make that perfect puzzle piece and not really being who they are. And then that lasts for so long because, it, I mean, it could last forever, but that, that other person is probably not happy. And, you know, it, it's, but it's something that most people do. Like, they don't, because let's be honest, like, when we talk about personal relationships, we're measured by how many friends we have if we're married or single, like those are the things that we're measured on. Definitely. So everyone, you know. We're not measured on health. We're no, yeah. On uh, what's the norm? Quant yeah, exactly. So what's if I norm? say I have two friends, they're like, what? Then what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Definitely. Or if I say, you know, I'm still single and it's like, mm, then you must be crazy because you're still single. Definitely. And although, you know, I'm not saying that, I hate to, to say I'm not perfect because we're all that's not the perfect. Yeah, the, that's, that, the that's another thing I was going to bring up regarding But the reality is, is that when you know what you want, and you really and you're willing to hold out for what you want, then the dating pool is smaller. Definitely. So that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? So, but we're measured on those things. Like if you don't have certain things, it's like you must be unhealthy. And but the reality is, you're probably the healthiest because you took the time to to to, um, to pick your friends. All your connections are not mindless. Your weight, you're not trying to settle or or. Um, but when you're ready for commitment, I don't care who you are. The dating pool is small. When, yeah, you you're made, when you're ready for commitment, I don't care who you are, The friend, your friend circle is small. When you're truly ready for yeah, commitment. Yeah, because people aren't ready for commitment. They yeah. have associates that they call friends. Yes. They have people that they grew up with that they continuously call friends, but they have nothing in common with anymore. Yes. They have people that they see on the street, slap five, tell them they love them and keep it moving. And they use the word love to express that, which takes away from what love really truly means. And then they, 
actually call that person their friend, which devalues what friendship is. Because yeah. if you now say, if you now say, oh, that's my friend, and he's somebody that I've never seen you with, and then you call me friend, how you think I feel? Because how is he your friend and I'm your friend? And I'm actually living day to day with you. So we got to start really figuring out. But people feel so guilty. They feel so, they, they feel like they can't hurt somebody else's feelings. And they really, really believe it's them that have the power to hurt somebody else's feelings. But really it's the insecurity of the person. Because anybody that loves the truth, they want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And then you find, like we, we always say, and I'm not even say truth, I'm going to say honesty. Because truth is when two people come together and find what's actually so. Mm-hmm. Honesty is where I actually feel as an independent. Yeah. So I'm going to let you know what, what I, my perspective of everything, what went on. And then they're going to let me know what their perspective. And we find that maybe I'm right, maybe they're right, maybe right is somewhere in the middle. That's what the truth is, right? So, but we're guilted into it. So we always find somebody that is not as strong as we are. Yes. And we always tiptoeing around them. So now when you look at it, who runs the whole relationship? The person that you got to tiptoe around. So you get with somebody who had, like, who had a rough past. You had a great past, great upbringing, parents, work, took care of you, were, were present, were there for every event. And let's be honest, those people are guilted by the person who grew up with no parents. Like, you can't get with that person because then you'll be catering to their insecurities for yeah. the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? So you, when you try to find somebody that's actually like-minded, that actually grew up in that same environment, then now you're discriminating mm-hmm. or now you're judging. So there's so many things, there's so many words out there that's singular, that's independent, that you, you're called judgmental or you're called singular things to control you, to guilt you into these things. But why would I want to be with somebody who I'm going to have to carry through life? As you shouldn't. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to go and, and you're going to look for somebody that is like-minded. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a similar path. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the person that actually grew up in a, 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 in a foster, in foster care has all this baggage that they bring in this relationship. Maybe they actually dealt with everything. And maybe you're the one with the baggage because you can't get out of mommy's house. You're not independent. It yeah, could be yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of things. I'm just using it as, a, as the scenario. I'm saying when we're talking about personal relationships, like I always say, it's time to be self selfish, to be selfless to other people, right? Mm-hmm. So you're being selfish because you're actually picking who you want out of billions of people. But you're gonna be selfless because once you pick them, you know that you're, you're dealing you're with something greater than yourself. So you know, damn, I wanna go rob that, that, that convenience store, but I got two kids at home. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. But single, you probably could've did it and I'm getting away and I'm gonna have the money, but you can't bring that baggage back into your relationships, yeah. which is another form of guilt because a lot of people say, do you? Mm-hmm. Just like going back to what you were saying person wakes up and like, you know what, I always wanted to help the kids when you were saying that there can be good reasons to leave, right? I wanted to help the kids in, in Africa and I really want to just leave. But you got a job, You let's say you're my wife, you got a job, you got all these things going for you. But I woke up one day, which is a great thing to want to help, give back. And I'm like, I want to just do five years over overseas. Helping. Oh, like the eat, pray, love check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like, do you, it's your, your personal. Mm-hmm. It's your personal quest. And it's just like, that's being promoted a lot nowadays. And we're guilty in the saying, that's okay. Yeah. Is that okay? You signed on for a life with me. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it, it really isn't okay because I think the misguided guilt on the other person's end is if I put up a fight, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell my significant other that 
no, you're wrong. Like you cannot go to Africa Definitely. to save children because we have a we have a life here. You we hold decided, them accountable. Yeah, we decided that we were going to stay here. Then everyone that's in his ear is going to say, "Damn, she's not supportive. She's not doing whatever." Definitely. So you feel so like you, you don't want to be the guy, the bad guy. So mm -hmm. you're like, you know what? Go, honey. Go. We'll have a long distance relationship. And when you come back, we'll do. But it's unfair. And the marriages to death do us part. Yeah. Unhealthy. You know, it's all of these things that go with it, right? Yeah. But who has to honor that standard? Because the guy, the person, me, I woke up and said I wanted to go to Africa. Yeah. So I don't even have to honor it. I didn't even factor you in. But you have to factor me in because the world is guilting you into Because it's something positive. I'm doing mm -hmm. something above us. I'm, I'm helping people. I'm doing something greater than us. But I didn't consult. I didn't consult with you. I just decided to do. It's not that it's wrong that I, I what I want to do is not wrong. But the fact that I didn't have a discussion with you and actually go over it with you and us actually come to that agreement together is what the problem is. Yeah. I decided independently and now it's in my soul to do so. What, what, what's going to go on now? Yeah. It's in my soul. Now, now you want a divorce and it's wrong to divorce me. It's wrong not to let me go. It's just wrong, 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 but I committed the first crime. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's really important. Like we always stress on our on our other podcasts and even any discussion that we ever have about equal relationships. Definitely. How it's really important that you have equal relationships and meaning that you guys want the same things. Like, I want to live in New York City. Definitely. I do not want to relocate. Definitely. So if I meet a man who wants to go down south, when we hit 60, you're not the guy for me. Definitely. You know what I mean? Or I don't want any more kids. So if I meet a man who wants more kids, then he's not the man. You know what I mean? Like, or let's even go with this. Your mind is made up as a single person. Let's say yeah. that. You meet a man. You sit across the table from him. Y'all have so much in common. Y'all have a lot of things going. And he's like, listen, I want to leave at 60, <laughs> but we got 20 years here. Um, can, we, can, we work on, can we work towards that? So once we retire, can we leave? And you're uh, like, maybe. this is a great man, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a relationship. So we, we're smarter than that. We know that when you bring another person in, you're gonna, there's certain things you're not, you got to let, let go of because they move their stuff in. It's just like you can't move in a house with another person and think they're not bringing some of their stuff. Yeah. So it's the same way you, you, should, you should always attach yourself to a relationship, any relationship, friendship, romantic partner. You know you're moving some of your stuff to the side to move their stuff in. But then there's certain deal breakers. So if that's truly a deal breaker, yeah, then that's not the person for you. But knowing you, I don't know. I know that you're a New Yorker. I know I'm a New Yorker, but knowing no, you, you. You're saying that because you're trying to move to Florida. I see where this is I'm going. I'm not trying to move yeah, to you Florida, are, man. You're bugging. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. I don't want to be hot <laughs> for, the, for all year round. I'm a New Yorker. I want change of weather. But what I'm saying is, and that, and that understanding is, if now you are running around saying, oh, well, I'm not leaving New York ever, but you meet a nice guy, you meet an incredible guy, and that's the give and take. I believe you that you... You think I'm moving at I believe 60? at 60, you're, you're considerate. You'll consider... I mean, I'm not talking about you per se, because, like you said, we're both accountable. So we have... Our lives is tied together. Mm -hmm. We're partners in, in, in business. We're, we're, we're close friends. There's a lot that go... You know, you have a daughter that I helped raise, which is my goddaughter, which is like my daughter. So we have things that you'll be taking I'm not, from I'm me. not raising little Aziz. Oh, you, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> and you raise, help raising my son, even though you, you give me some, some guilt about that. So we could, we could touch on that. But <laughs> we have things that... So I already tell people when I run into them, like, I have other obligations. I have people that I'm dedicated to. Yeah. So you would have to come in and fit that understanding because I'm not... That and my friend, I wouldn't ask you to that job obligations neither because mm -hmm. I want somebody who's accountable, want, want somebody who's dedicated to the, their past as well, well as their future. 
So I understand, I understand what I want on a consistent mm-hmm. level. You get what I'm saying? So when it comes to guilt, though, that person now signs on. Where, where you're going with it is that person signs on the relationship with you, still thinking he can talk you in or still thinking yeah. she can talk you in to moving at a certain time. Yeah. That's where it gets a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And then that the guilt starts coming in. Mm-hmm. Because, because once it, they drained you, they gave you all the heartache, you're left with a broken heart, and they're moving on to the next person who wants to leave. The prob- the, the thing is, is like you said, when it comes to, like, it's it's the the the, the push and pull of positive versus positive. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the hard part. So Definitely. it's like, well, yeah, of course, if we move down south, then we can get a mansion for the amount of mortgage that we pay Definitely. in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. We get, you know, we, we have the land, and we have this, and we have that, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, sounds good. But if you, like you said, if that's not something you signed up for, then... Like, we went on, we went, we went, we went for Jasmine's birthday to the Poconos for uh, snow tubing and skiing weekend, right? Yeah. We all hung out. We rented a house. We drove in the snow to the house, mm-hmm. right? We all looked at each other. We're missing some seasoning. We all looked at each other. We're not driving yeah. 20, <laughs> 20 minutes to the Walmart. Yeah, no, it was like, we, we can have get to up. make do. So we're like, we made do for the weekend, yeah. but we know that that's for the birds. Yeah. Like, we, we used to just walking down to the supermarket and going to pick up what we need and coming back. So we forget something. We can go right back, put on our sneakers, and we barely want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then walk over. Now we got to get in the car. Drive all, in, in all conditions, drive to the local store to come all the way. It, it's, just, it's just too much. And if you was raised in New York, it's a lot. Yeah, but, but you and I both know that we've talked about investing in property, mm-hmm. right? So it's one of those things that we may have to find some place <coughs> in the middle. Like yeah. we may not live in Mount Pocono. Definitely. You know what I mean? Where Definitely. they don't put salt down when it snows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we may, you know, we may, we may move to something that's a little bit more that still has a little bit of the city feel, but really not the city. Definitely. You know what I mean? Where we can get property and, you know, still get the, the, the space. But that's what somebody now will try to coach you into. So when we talk about misplaced guilt, we're talking about, okay, now I'm with you. I already gave you this whole story, right? I'm not moving. It's for the birds. I like the convenience of the city, all this other stuff. And you try to hit me with, as we getting old, as we maturing, our money is intertwining, we realizing to live in New York is getting, is getting pricey, mm-hmm. right? So now you try to hit me with the, you know, it makes more sense to leave. We get more That's bang for our buck. I'm saying. <laughs> you want me to throw the voice on? But you you kind of did th- my voice. Okay, I didn't. But I'm saying that, <laughs> I'm saying that now, you, now, now you're telling me it's pricey, which makes, lo- all of that is logical. It makes logical sense. But that's not the contract. You see what I'm saying? Like, Everybody want to avoid the contract with logic. But I'm like, no, but we've talked about convenience. And we're not getting no younger, so we're getting older. So now we got to keep this house up. Now we got to maintain this house. Now we got to cut wood. We got to do. So you're going to do all that in your 60s? Because as you're talking, talking, talking me down from me moving from the convenience, you don't drive. You don't cut. Wait well, a minute, you're like going in and out of like real life and fake life. So the reality is, yeah, no, I, I need no, I, I, I need you to follow since this is being documented. Oh, so you I want you want you want everybody to know that <laughs> yes. that's not that's not truly who you are. No, I'm not saying. But that, that. is true. We who agreed you are. that we would get property wherever it made sense, whether I was driving or not. No, no, no. I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're like in going scenario, in and out. And but I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm going into the scenario. But what you I'm put saying my, is, you put on my voice though, so I kind of knew. I thought you. Was, I did. I used you in the scenario, and I'm saying for the visual. Mm. I don't understand why we gotta go through this, man. I'm talking about for the visual. The visual, excuse me, 
that it's you, but it's not you. But I'm using real life. Okay. Here. So right. you can't drive. Can't. Do but you have a license? So that's my you point. Can't drive, you just but throw a shit. You're about. not the per. You are you with me? Because we're talking about a person that's dating. No, so I said, let's say we're dating. Oh, you said that? Yes. I'm saying let's say we're we're, we're in a relationship. And now we signed on, and I told you I love the convenience, and I gave you this story. Oh, That's what right. I just finished saying. So and, keep his, up, and, your keep up. and your girlfriend. Now y'all get now. Wait up, wait up, wait up. <laughs> now you're getting some insight on how my life is looking over there. <laughs> you're getting some insight, but at the end of the day, the convenience now changes because it is a the, the convenience is comfort, is a feeling, and it's not necessarily a logical thing. You come with the logic, more bang for our buck, all these things, all these scenarios. That's cool, right? So it does trump the feeling of things, right? Because I want to feel comfortable. So you feel like, okay, we gotta have a discussion. And I'm like, but I'm signed, I'm keeping the contract. I'm not wanting to move. Mm -hmm. So now the guilt comes in. You know what I mean? I can't believe we, you, you, you're you irrational. You're not trying like to the, budge. The, the, you're not the, trying the resentment. Yeah, then you resent me and then there's all this other stuff. So now you're doing little things to get me to either, either break up with you or you're on your way out. Mm. But the same thing you signed on for, you're leaving me for. Mm -hmm. So that's where the guilt comes in. So now I'm gonna be like, damn, if I don't, if, 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 I, if I don't move, I'm gonna lose the woman of my dreams, right? Who can't so now, drive. Who can't drive. <laughs> so now I'm like, so now I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm losing the woman of my dreams, or I can deal with my convictions. Which one is it? Because if now, I, What's next? We moved to the suburbs, and now you want to do something else. I want you to shovel, shovel snow, and it's a problem. <laughs> like you want to keep, so I'm like, we moved there. You're going to be the one cutting, cutting the wood. You're going to be the one shoveling the snow, because I'm not. And you're like, okay, so we moved there. And then what happens? You renege on that. Why? Because I, I allowed one conviction to drop that we signed on for. So now you, now it becomes a business, because now you're going to take everything that's worth it. That's where, 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 the, where the guilt gets, get, comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's a big point of where that misplaced guilt comes in. But that's, you know, that's just that's one scenario. That's a good story. Thank you, thank right. you. I'm not the storyteller you usually are, but I know, that's, one so good, that's one good. I would like to start with my story. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, but in, I was thinking, that, that is a good example mm -hmm. of two people coming together. But I was also thinking um, another example of misguided guilt is when you, when that you guilt that you put on yourself. Like one thing okay. that I know that I experienced was um, now we talking about you, like you, you yeah. or the, the, me, the me. imaginary. You? <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we me, talking me. about? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I was talking. I was thinking. Of, I was when we were thinking about doing the show. Actually, what popped into my head was I had a kid at twenty seven, right? Mm -hmm. With a guy that I kind of knew wasn't gonna be my father. Definitely. Right. But I went full throttle anyway because we were friends prior to us getting together, and I got- Y'all were friends when you were young. When we were younger, yes. Like, tell us, so okay. y'all wasn't friends when you got together. No, no, oh, right, you're right, right. Sorry, but okay. you, like, romanticized the friendship when you was younger and thought it was the same human being. You want to tell a story? Six years later. No, I just, <laughs> I just want to make it clear, okay, because okay. now we're talking about you, all right, so all right, all right. you're going to let, you, let the people put, in, right, let, let the men. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me start back. Let, let the men. We were friends when I was younger, teenagers, mm -hmm. right, high school. Well, tail end of high school. We reconnected, what, 10 years later, actually. Definitely. And we, we, we got into a relationship rather quickly. Mm -hmm. So at that point, we realized we were getting to know each other. We fast-tracked everything. I got pregnant. Um, I knew very early on that he wasn't going to be my forever, but I still continued on anyway because I, I felt like, again, because we measure our success based on who we 
who we are connected with, what fail, what relationships fail, and what don't, what relationships don't fail, right? Definitely. So I was holding on because I didn't want to be a single parent, right? And I also was holding on because I didn't want us breaking up be an excuse for him not to be a stand-up dad. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like I thought that that if if I broke up with him, then we would have to deal with this other area that I didn't quite want to deal with, and he may or may not step up to the plate, right? Definitely. So. Long story short, he was in and out, in and out, in and out, right? And for a long time, I was thinking that it was my fault that my child didn't have a consistent person in her life. And to a certain degree, it was, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm taking responsibility for my actions. One, I knew very early on that he wasn't going to be my father, right? And although I wanted to take responsibility, I did. I so you, you feel like at that point, do you think reflecting back, or you felt at that particular point, you knew for sure he wasn't going to be your father? I knew very early on he wasn't going to be my father. Oh, sure. I never knew that. I was already knocked up at this point, though. Oh, okay. I mean, I got knocked up like two <laughs> weeks later. Like, I'm not even able to two weeks. I'm like, what? I'm being, <laughs> you're looking at me like, what? Yeah, there's a, there's a, I'm starting to side eye you like, yo, there's a lot I don't know about you now. The point, like, what, what I'm saying is like, we, it, we moved really fast. So I Definitely. was pregnant. Like, within six months, three, four months, the, I was pregnant. You learned the tough. You learned the hard lesson. So yeah. I knew very, like, I knew our very first disagreement I knew then that he wasn't going to be my forever. And although he he um, he said his sorries, we, we had the discussion, moved on, I realized I was pregnant, didn't even know I was pregnant at that time. And then Definitely. once I found out I was pregnant, I was like, well, we got to make this work. Definitely. And so I That's just, the misplaced Yeah, thing. That's so, it right there yeah, that a I, lot of people go through. Yeah, so I decided that, you know what, well, I'm just going to continue out this relationship because we're having a baby and this should... We, if we, we want it bad enough, we should come together to make Definitely. it work. But we were already on If it's toxic before the baby, what makes you think adding And it wasn't actually toxic at that moment because we were better. both, you know, we were both not being ourselves totally. So, mm -hmm. you know, we were still playing nice in the sandbox. So, and it was, you know, you're right, I'm wrong, and, you know, taking responsibility for things. So, to propel the relationship. So, we kept moving forward, moving forward. But you know when things, well, you know when somebody's not your father. Definitely. So I got. But when you saying that you tried to initially, you said that you was trying, like before you realized you was pregnant, y'all was ready to part ways. Well, we had one big so argument. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's part we ways, and then you like let's let's make this work. So what I'm saying is the reason why you decided to make it work was because the actual idea of you having a baby. Because without that, well, that's what you portrayed. I'm well, no, what I'm saying is that we, we got into the first argument, and he said, so we were still, uh, in my mind, on this trial basis thing, right? Okay. And so we decided that we were still going to move forward, and then shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant. Definitely. So the trial basis kind of was like, you're no longer on probation anymore. You're my man. You're moving in. Like, we took, like you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so we just went full steam ahead. So, yes, there's the, the me guilting myself to... to me go to myself to believe that if I broke up with this man, then I was a failure, right? Definitely. And then the other part of it was when we actually dating, had the baby, and, and then things just blew up. And still sticking around thinking that if I remove myself from the situation, what type of father he's going to be. But I can't be responsible for that. Although I took responsibility for being with him to begin with. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, I think that if I would have pump my bricks and not went full steam ahead because we met each other when we were 18, 19 years old. And I thought, hey, we already know each other. Come on, let's go. You know what I mean? Like that. If, if I took the time to get to know him, then we wouldn't, then changed. I wouldn't have been pregnant as fast. I wouldn't have, like, we would, we probably wouldn't be here. And the misguided guilt is like, 
but then I wouldn't have my child. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or, so it's, it's all these things that you think about, but the one thing that I would say is that I wanted to take responsibility for my actions, Definitely. right? Which is why I say, like, if I did, if I vetted him or took my time, then we probably wouldn't be here. I think accountability but, offsets a lot of the guilt. Like accountability. But for a while like, I felt guilty about like, damn, here's, for a while, here's my child who doesn't have a great relationship with her dad because I chose a shitty guy to be her father. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that was something that I was dealing with for a really long time. And I think, I mean, I think that you have to own that because you did make that decision. But at the end of the day, you own it, you realized it, and you now stepped up and made sure you didn't make him pay because you made a choice. Absolutely. So at the same time, you wasn't the woman that's like forcing him to do x y and z no. you're like okay you know being a dad is a, is it's not just a choice it's, it's not it shouldn't be a choice but at the same time it is a choice you mm -hmm. can choose to walk out but or you we can choose chose to together to have definitely her. you so. can choose to walk out you can choose to stay that's always a choice that's always free will but if you have a set of principles it's not a choice but it should be a pleasure mm. and that's where a lot of people are missing that's what i mean by the guilt like who should be guilted into raising a child it should be your pleasure to raise a child like you step up, you step up because you want to instill your beliefs, you want to instill your values, you mm -hmm. want to you want to be present to raising that child, regardless whether you like the woman or not. Yeah. I'm not going to say every woman is easy. No, I'm not saying I, every yeah. man is easy. What I'm saying is when you decide to have a child, you have to understand that it shouldn't be guilt that's the motivator. But if with any if, relationship, if, if being a, a good parent is a principle, then it wouldn't even matter. Definitely, you're going to fight tooth the nail Definitely. to be the present parent that you need to be. Definitely. I mean, it it, it it gets a little dicey. That would be a whole nother show. It gets a little dicey because there are people that are irrational. And the and not I wouldn't say the perfect world in a, in in an ideal world. Definitely. Right. If you if Definitely. if 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 things are in a place where it's not super toxic, right? Definitely. Because as you know, affairs of the heart, like things get crazy. Definitely. So if things are not too toxic, then yeah, you should be able to, to put your best foot forward, put your, your, your kid first, and then two people should come together to be able to raise yeah, that child right. together. Yeah. Definitely. It's like a it's like a business essentially. But I do think I do think, you know, just to to broaden that, I do think that um when people look at guilt as a whole, when people look at the way they make moves, and a lot of people say fear is the number one motivator, obviously. But Guilt, I mean, guilt is close yeah. if not, if, if it didn't surpass it. Mm -hmm. Because I have a child, let's say you raise a child. You raise a child and you're learning as you're raising that child. So you stay in that child, child's 18, you stay in that child's life through their trials and tribulations. The child is 20, you stay in that child's life through the trials and tribulations. The child is 20, 23. And they're still just doing a lot of crazy things. And a lot of the guilt you feel is I raised this child. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a part of this, the child's upbringing. Mm -hmm. But if you know, once you realize you did your best, when is it time to say you got to let your child live the life that they live? Oh, my God, that is such a good example. Actually. Which would be yes. the guilt a lot of people carry because this is a part of me. This is something I raised. This is the accountability. I said I was going to be here. But your child is now an adult moving as a single unit, losing their values as they They lost the value of the fact that when they walk out the house, because like we tell everybody, we hold our ch children so dear, but when they become adults, when they walk at the house, the love is, needs to be reciprocated. So I walk out the house knowing that I'm your, I'm your parent. You walk out the house knowing you're my child. That's what's supposed to be the agreement. Mm -hmm. You can't just walk out the house because you're my, you're my child and do whatever you want to destroy my house and think that it's going to be okay. Yeah. I can't walk out the house and do whatever I want, use drugs, do whatever I want, and come back and expect you to just, it's unconditional. At some point, we got to put a value on it. You get what I'm saying? But that's where the guilt starts because we're feeling, 
if we took the title out of it, that's not my child, or we took the title out of it, that's not my friend, or we took the, we took the title away, will we actually be in that situation with that person? We need to really take a step back and really evaluate it. Because if guilt is the only reason you're staying, that's, that's toxic from the jump. But if it's a value of yours, like there are people that I messed up this child's life, so I'm dedicated to making sure that I repair it. That's different because you understand you're taking accountability. You understand that you did wrong. But when you've been supportive, you've been there, you've been going through this, you put your put everything out there and you made sure your child had the best life possible and they still spit in your face. That's when the guilt you got to Sometimes you got to say, I got to let my child live. Well, I think that that's a great example. Definitely. So thank you for that. But Definitely. I like this, Marshall. Thank you for thank you for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that yes, you're right about that. But I think that misplaced guilt kind of creeps into that when a parent is not really honest about who they were as a parent. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like I think that you know, there's a lot of parents that overcompensate because they're not really honest about. The, uh, the amount of hours they worked Definitely. and how that affected their child Definitely. or the amount of people they had in and out of their child's lives or whatever the, like whatever instability was going on at the time that they were raising their, their child or children. Definitely. I think that that's where misplaced guilt kind of creeps in because yes, we say all the time like I'm raising, we're raising our children to be adults because you're an adult way longer than you are a child, that's Definitely. number one. Definitely. And part two, like we're giving them the tools so that they can navigate through life in general. Definitely. And I am confident and enough. So, at some point, even make the decision if they don't want to hang with they, they yes. want to be around their parents. That's the decision they would have well, to make. Well, I just but came to that conclusion recently, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But we're raising them to be adults. Yeah, we are so raising them to be adults. We decide to be friends, but they didn't decide to be our friends. Yeah, that comes so with the So they're going to have their friends and possibly check in here and there, but we're raising them to be adults to make those decisions. But you have but to believe ahead. and you have to believe that you are, you're, if your objective is to make sure that your child has all the tools that they need to be um, great adults. Definitely. I, like the word escaped me, mm -hmm. but to be stand-up adults, then then that's something that you go hard at. You know what I mean? And so I know that I don't, I fall short at times, mm -hmm. right? Well, and we, we all, I mean. Well, I'm just saying, like, I fall <laughs> short at times, right? So, but I do believe that I, 95% of the time, and, and I'm giving her enough, or I'm giving her the tools to navigate through life. Definitely. So if she did become that crackhead, or she became the hoe, or she became the whatever, I do know that 95% of the time, I gave her all that she needed to make. All the tools to all make informed to make decisions. decisions. So there's, there's going to be that small gap, and we do get caught up in the feeling, which Definitely. is why That's we are 5%. so big on not allowing our feelings to, to, to take over and to dictate how we react to certain things because they waver, right? So there's Definitely. gonna be the, 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 the two seconds of tough time when you're feeling guilty or shameful, because that's what comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're embarrassed that you raise this child that is not which a stand-up citizen. Which is another emotion or yeah, another like state you, of being you shouldn't, you shouldn't base your relationships on. Yeah. So that, that's what that's what's saying in a nutshell. Like I use the ch child, Example, but I think it was a really good. Yeah, example I use the child example because that's what hits home. Yes. for most people. Well, for me, I'm because, like peach, peach. Yeah, that's what hits home for most people. But I'm just saying, let's say I'm choosing. Let's say a, a, a white woman is choosing not to date me just because I'm black. That's okay. That should be her choice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But if she's not dating me, she's not dating me because she thinks poorly of black people. Yeah, that's an that's issue. where the difference yeah. would be. But if she rather date somebody who's that's preference. You know what I'm saying? Which we're going to have a show about preference versus prejudice, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's what we need to talk about. Like, 
when are people able to make choices that aren't necessarily judging? Because it is a judgment. Like you got to, you, you're picking a friend because you're judging the 20 other people that can't be your friend. That person's your friend because you judge the 20 other people and you decided on that person. Yeah. So it is a judgment. So we have to weigh that and we got to stop being scared of these words that we just use independent of a, of a sentence or we use independent of a paragraph. You see, like we talk about, everybody does that with the Bible. Mm, yeah. They'll point out homosexuality, but then they don't talk about how you can't go down on somebody or you can't have sex with anal sex. Like there's a lot of things in that paragraph mm -hmm. that a lot of people choose not to read. Yeah. They just deal with that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like when they just, oh, you're judgmental. I'm like, and I look at them and like, so are you, because you just judge me, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're smart enough and you're paying attention, people are always calling you all kinds of words. You don't listen, you know it all. You, they always putting these labels on you and they're rightfully so for doing it. But whatever label you put on them to now get them to say that label back, you're, you're not supposed to say that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's also where the guilt and is destroying our communication. If that woman don't want to date me just because I'm black, that's cool. You get what I'm saying? But I want to have a discussion. Why don't you want? Like, that should start dialogue. And that's all we're saying. She shouldn't be guilted into now dating me just because I'm a great guy and I'm, and I'm black and she should look past that. She shouldn't have to look past anything. You should get what you want. But you should be able to articulate why that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're saying. I don't want to guilt her understand. I want to just have an understanding. So when I move forward and tell the story, it ain't just because I'm black. It's because you'd rather be with a white guy. You had a preference. You know what I mean? So well, when most of your decisions are based off of principle over emotion, definitely. it's easier for you to make decisions that make sense and that you can actually adhere to. You know what I mean? That you can adhere to. Like you can, it, it sticks a lot better. You definitely. know what I mean? Because, like we always discuss too, like our feelings waver, and and I may feel good today and like shit tomorrow, and I mean, which is the reality. But <laughs> that you know, like it, it's it's I may not feel the way I feel about something today the way I feel about it tomorrow, right? Definitely. But what's keeping me from still showing up every day? The principle. Is the principle behind the it. And I think you sign up. Yeah, so I think that it's... And it's not guilt. No. And I think that that can be misplaced as well. Agreed, right? yeah. It could be misinterpreted. Like, that's not guilt. So when your friend's like, well, I told my friend, I am told my man I'm not going to drink no more. Just like the scenario. I was, I was talking to my friend the other day on the phone, and he was telling me how... You got friends? <clears throat> I got some friends. You know what I mean? I was talking to him on the phone, and he was telling me how... Just, just to piggyback off the, the drinking thing, he was telling me that he was talking to his, his, his like they were sitting down having a discussion and his, the, the, the guy's wife, one of his friend's wife and him was sitting down having a discussion. And he was like, yo, if you truly, like you truly want to be with this woman and she has trust issues, like open up your phone. Mm. Like what's the issue? Why are you not opening up your phone? And like letting her just... And like just putting it on the table, I'm not telling you like she should go through it, but why are you still locking it? Why are you still causing these insecurities? Because they cheated in the past, you know, there were still things they agreed upon. I'm, okay. They, they, obviously it's a toxic relationship, but we're just saying they're together. Okay. So they act, actually decided this, and this is agree, what they agreed upon, but he's reneging. Oh, okay. So the friend is like trying to help them forge their relationship and build it stronger. Well, my friend is trying to help them forge their relationship and build something stronger. So he's telling them that, and the dude cheated, after that? The dude cheated. He, she looked in his phone, wow. he cheated, and then he got upset and, and hit her. What? I'm just saying, he hit her. <laughs> and at the end of the day, now, you know, she the emotions fled, the cops is called X, Y, oh, and man. Z. You know what I'm saying? So, but now they reconcile, but as you know, the state takes over. 
So the cops still the cops still came. Oh yeah, she decided she didn't want to press charges or not. So now. He calls, uh, he texts my friend, or he calls my friend, he don't pick up, he's in the shower, so he goes back, he pick, calls, picks, and tries to call back, he doesn't call back. So now the, the, the wife calls my friend, and then he's there talking on the phone. And he's like, yo, put your man on the phone like I called him. He don't want to talk. Oh, wow. So now he's mad at him. Because he wasn't at his Because he, he had the available. discussion about, listen, because he had the discussion about the phone. He was there for the discussion, didn't say nothing. But now he's blaming him for all the things that transpired. There's no accountability. That's where the guilt comes in. As a man, you just don't talk to somebody else's wife about. That's oh. where the guilt comes yeah, in, right? Yeah. So now he he did talk. He talked about the phone. The guy didn't stop him when it was all happening. He was like, "Yeah, he's agreeing. I see what you're saying." Hitting with all of that. But now all of this transpired because he actually stepped out, and it all became his fault. So but wait a minute. So the friend, the the cheater. Didn't tell his friend, which is your friend, mm -hmm. that he was still cheating? No. Ugh. But he got caught, so the Messy. wife called. So the, the thing is, he gets all the information from the wife anyway. Because she calls him because he's obviously their mediator. Because we all have one. You know, we all have that person. That we like, yo, reason, let yeah. me, yeah, the voice of reason, let me call him up. And I believe those, that is to keep you from having a therapist. Like, you should have a friend that's the voice of reason. Yeah. That you can get on the horn and, like, really help you through your relationship. The relationship, as we say all the time, is not between just a man and a woman. It's between everybody they come with to support. So they needed to support. He was there to support them. But he blames the support. So now he feels, like he's calling me up, and I, he's like, yo, this is what I'm saying. And I'm like, why are you feeling guilty? So he's feeling guilty. Your friend is feeling He's not guilty. feeling guilty, but he, he, you know, he's thinking about it. Mm. So, like, he's weighing so the he's emotions. So he's taking more responsibility than the guy that's actually been cheating. That, this that's is crazy. what I'm saying. So he's weighing the emotions. And this is, that was just the example. I just wanted to give a story behind it instead of just giving the concept. Because, you know, the concept goes over people's heads sometimes. So I just wanted to make sure I gave, gave them a story that they can actually identify with. How is this person that was... The cheater. No, not the cheater. Oh. The friend that talked about trying to help them with their relationship is now the problem. Yeah. And he, he asked 12, now he's at work, he asked 12 guys, told 12 guys the story, they all said he was the problem. So why is Why did you tell this person? Why is your friend still friends with him? No, I mean, that, that's what the conflict is. He's getting ready to have a discussion with him and then they're gonna see where they go. But I'm just saying, this just happened. So I, they're gonna see where it goes, but I'm just saying in a the, in the nutshell, that's the get we deal with. So now what's the next thing he's gonna do? Stop supporting people. Like, it's going to be hard for him to, most of us, what do we do? Because I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to find, I'm just going to, that, that person, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I think it's good to do. But at the same time, most people do what? They shut down. Mm -hmm. He's telling me, listen, I'm tired of getting in between these two things. And I'm like, but if they're your friends, it's nonstop. Like, though you feel mm -hmm. tired, what I'm saying is nonstop as long as they're your friends. Yeah. I can't keep calling my friend and I'm like, this, you know what? I'm not dealing with your relationship no more. You're right. So and you're going through the relationship and you're going through problems and you need support. And I just decided to tap to make, out on that. He needs that to make a decision. Life. Definitely. Yeah. We're always forced to. Right. But if he was if his friend was was accountable and wasn't trying to move him with guilt and just walked up to him like, listen, I'm sorry I put you in this position. Yeah, of course. Where I'm in between. where I put you in a place where you're in between my wife, me and my wife. Like and I didn't stand up and I'm not a stand up guy and I need to really work on that. And can you help support me? That that would be a great friendship. Like he can still. Oh, I don't want you to him. support me. Oh, yeah, and, I don't need you um, to support me, and we make a decision. Yeah. But the point is, 
if he stands up, the friendship strengthens, even though he did what he did. So that's yes. what people mean by, you know, people make mistakes, right? People do make mistakes, which is a choice, but people do in life, through experiences. They fall short. But if they come correct, how does that work? Mm -hmm. They, you build this, you build a brick, you build something strong, or you decide to part ways, but you have the discussion, right? But if you now just pass blame, you yeah. now just push things up and go into hiding, that's when the guilt sets and you're trying to now throw, throw what you got to throw out there, have the person thinking about it, feeling guilty and just holding that while you go and do what you're going to do anyway. Yeah, it's wrong. So that's what, that's what the, like there's just so many scenarios we can keep bringing up, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of guilt being placed around mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships and when it comes to personal relationships. And we saying we love these people. Yeah. But we don't believe they're around. We feel you got to guilt them into staying around versus showing up and being honorable and them staying around because we're great friends or we're great partners. Yeah. I you get what I'm yeah. saying? So it's a weird scenario on that. Or we think that we can't be ourselves in order to keep somebody around. Or we're thinking about, you know, death so we keep other people around. Like there's just all these different layers to it. There's, there's a lot of thinking. And like yeah. I always say, I'm like a little kid. Like everybody knows my mind is like a little kid. I'm very simple. I see things a lot simpler. And I relate with two years because I'm like, just say it. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we, why are we, you know who I am. So I'm going to say it to you and we're going to have conflict if we have to, or you're going to agree, or I'm going to say, okay, I was wrong. Those are the outcomes in my mind. Mm -hmm. Not we're going to stop being friends, not we can't get past this. Our friendship should be able to sustain anything. Our relationship should be able to sustain anything, but it should be able to sustain honesty. Yeah, absolutely. If it can't sustain honesty, it's not a friendship. So I think two-year-olds, like I always say, two-year-olds are the true adults. They got a lot of impulses, obviously, but when it comes to what comes out their mouth, we always like, yo, chill, don't, what, what are you doing? Yeah, we but need they're to the ones that, that more, yeah. They're the ones that actually, because that's what I'm saying, that's what we, 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 we build their self-esteem. Yeah. We keep, don't say that. Don't do this. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, that's what they think. We make thinking. them self-conscious. Yeah. Like, don't hurt this person's feelings. And now, we, now we're kind. here. Be kind. Now yeah. we're here. Mm -hmm. So I always say, yo, if we have more truth tellers or more people that are honest with what they, what they believe and aren't afraid of conflict, I'm not talking about honest and then walking out the room because you know those people. Say what they want to say and then I don't got time for this and walk out. I'm not talking about those. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about somebody that's going to say it and willing to sit for two hours and engage. Yes. And take that and take everything that comes with being honest. Definitely. That's because the that's adults a responsibility in, in itself. Definitely. So that that's definitely the adults in the room. So, you know, when it comes to being the adults and when it comes to misplaced guilt, we need to start forget the misplay, because obviously we deal with people being guilty on trial. Yes, you know, yeah, there yeah. is guilt that we actually use, but misplaced guilt is when you throw it in the emotions to make people move the way you want them to move which is, goes along the same line as emotional or you or, or you're also taking responsibility for something that you have no control over. Definitely. So, you know, we can, we can wrap it up. Yeah, I we mean, could, yeah. So we had this discussion. We, we love talking about, you know, relationships. But my name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. Peace. That's your line.